Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, I hope that you've been blessed uh, by the teaching series, What's On Your Mind? And uh, over the next couple of weeks, we're preaching a handful of messages that are just going to prepare us uh, to be ready for in-person services. And I hope you're going to be blessed. And Pastor Tim's going to be preaching and Christy. And uh, it's going to be a fantastic October at Horizon Church. But today I am going to be preaching a message from the life story of Jonah. And so I'm going to preach from Jonah today. And the next time I preach will be at the back end of October. And I'm going to do part two of that as well. And if you're a note taker, which I know many people at Horizon Church are, I'd love you to write down the title of this message. And that is Jonah, a strange Bible college. Now, if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to, of course, the book of Jonah. We're going to have a look at chapter 1, verse 17. Jonah chapter 1, verse 17. If you don't have your Bible, uh, the verse will be at the bottom third of your screen. Jonah chapter 1, verse 17 says, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now go to chapter 2, verse 1. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. Now watch where he has this prayer meeting. The Bible says, from inside the fish. The story of Jonah is something that we often relate to a kid's church story. Those of you who went through Sunday school, you would remember the story of Jonah. Seldom do we ever hear a preaching series or a teach around the story of Jonah. It's one of those stories in the Word of God that perhaps we feel too mature for. Perhaps it's something that was written, as I said earlier, for kids' ministry. But you will find that if you take the time to really look at the book of Jonah, that it is rich with Spirit-inspired revelation for our today. It is not something only for kids' ministry, and I pray it's a blessing to our kids' ministry, but it is a story that is filled with timeless truths. I wanna explain the story of Jonah to you real quick, and then we're gonna dig deep into what I believe God has put on my heart for you today. The Lord speaks to Jonah and tells him, he's a servant of God, and God tells him to go to the city of Nineveh to preach. That is to tell them to repent. Jonah, he acts like a fugitive. He runs from the purposes of God. So you have a call and you have someone who chooses to run from the purposes of God. All of us have known a friend, perhaps a relative, a son or a daughter that has tried to escape from their call. Jonah jumps on a ship and he literally sails in the opposite direction to the call that he had received from God. The Bible tells us that he uh, heads towards Tarshish, which is today modern Spain, and Jonah runs. But how many of you know that Jonah runs, but you cannot hide from God? 
Bible tells us that whilst he's on the ship towards Tarshish, and a storm comes. And this storm is no ordinary storm. In fact, it's a destructive storm. Uh, the sailors come to a conclusion that God is against them and He's working against them. And Jonah, he acknowledges that this storm has come about because of his disobedience to God. And he convinces the sailors to throw him overboard so that the storm would actually stop. The Bible says that the Lord had prepared a great fish and this fish would come and swallow Jonah and keep him. He would be in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. And eventually in Jonah chapter 2, verse 10, the Bible says the Lord speaks to the fish and it's time for Jonah to come out. Today, I wanna talk to you about the things that you go through when you are in the belly of a fish. When you are going through a season in your life where uh, you don't know whether things are gonna turn out in your favour. Now, of course, there are storms that we go through in life and some of the storms that we go through are storms of disobedience. That is certainly the case in the story of Jonah. But you can also go through a storm because you are obedient. So there are storms of disobedience and there are storms of obedience. The disciples were obedient to the command of Jesus and they found themselves in a storm. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, can you actually go through a storm can in those seasons, in those moments, can you hear something from God about your future? And the answer is absolutely yes. You see, nothing is ever wasted in God. Nothing that we go through is ever a happenstance or chance. And of course, there are certain things that, that transpire in life, but I know that all things work together for good to them who love the Lord and to them who are called according to His purpose. So I wanna show you three things that happen to us when we go through a storm. And of course, over this pandemic, many of us have experienced a storm. Many of us have gone through seasons or a time of loneliness, for some, it's been a time of despair, a time of hardship, a time of difficulty, a time as though you may feel like Jonah, you're locked away in the belly of a fish. It's lonely, you are isolated and you're trying to hear from God. What is God trying to do or what is He working in us when we go through those seasons? Three things I wanna show you today that happened to Jonah when he was in the belly of a fish. Number one, Jonah had to learn the power of prayer. The first thing that Jonah experienced in this, I suppose, truth that God was trying to build in him was to understand the power of prayer. Jonah chapter two, verse one says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. Watch where he prays. 
Watch where he has the prayer meeting. It says, from inside the fish. You can be in isolation. You can be in the middle of a storm, but it does not mean that your prayer life is thwarted. You can pray in the middle of a storm. Jonah finds himself in this place where a doctor couldn't get him out of that situation. Money couldn't get him out of that situation. His family couldn't even get him out of that situation. There's only one thing that Jonah could do and that was to pray to the Lord, his God. You see, there is power in prayer because I truly believe that prayer changes things. I truly believe that prayer shifts things. There is a transformative power when we are willing to pray. You see, Jonah found himself in the middle of this storm in a very lonely place. He couldn't open up his iPhone, his smartphone and and take a selfie of himself in the belly of this fish. He couldn't post anything on Facebook. He couldn't even put up a prayer request for his buddies, his friends to pray for him. He couldn't put anything on Instagram stories. He was all there by himself. But although he was by himself, although he was alone, Jonah still had his prayer life. This season has tried to rob us of many things. It's tried to rob us of time with family. It's tried to rob us of memorable moments and some of these things have been taken from us. Family holidays have been taken from us. People sadly have lost their jobs, lost their way, a sense of loneliness, mental health, all kinds of challenges. But there's one thing that can never be taken from you and that is your prayer life. Maybe whilst you're in the middle of the storm, maybe whilst you're all lonely, you're isolated, in inverted commas, in the belly of a fish, nobody knows your name, you're in a tragic circumstance, but perhaps God is trying to chisel a truth into your heart. And that is, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. May it be said of you that in the middle of your storm, that you prayed to the Lord, your God. There are some scholars that with their their anti-supernatural bias, uh, they have denied the authenticity of the book of Jonah. Now, stay with me and, and watch this for a moment. You've heard people say, oh, how can someone be in the belly of a fish for three days and, and three nights? That's, uh, that's impossible. And their main argument and reason for that is simply because, well, does that ever happen to somebody? Now, uh, it's, it's a logical argument. Uh, Jesus Himself, however, He confirms that this happened to Jonah because in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, it says, For as Jonah was in the belly of a fish for three days and three nights, so shall the Son of Man be. So Jesus Himself confirmed it. But 
there is something that is far more deeper than that as to why certain Bible scholars believe that this story is actually not true. And the reason why is because of the way that the story is actually written. Now stay with me on this one. We're still talking about prayer. You see, what I'm about to teach you, you don't see when you read your English Bible because the book of Jonah was actually written in Hebrew. And see, one of the differences between Hebrew and English is that Hebrew has a gender associated with some of its words, masculine, feminine and neuter. So if you look at Jonah chapter 1, verse 17, when the Word of God refers to the fish, the Hebrew word that's used there is the word dag, which is a masculine noun. But then in Jonah, watch this, chapter 2, verse 1, the word fish that's used is the Hebrew word dagar, which is a feminine noun. So those who are scholars believe that this book is actually incorrect because in chapter one, it's a male fish. And in chapter two, it's of course a feminine noun. So between chapter one, verse 17 and Jonah chapter two, verse one, they say that the author has seemingly made a mistake and has gone from a masculine version of a fish to a female version of a fish. And scholars debate this because they believe there is no continuity in the writing of the uh, book of Jonah. And what is masculine has now become feminine. Now, uh, from God's perspective, uh, in chapter 1, verse 17, when we talk about the belly of the fish, stay with me, it is referring to, watch this, the digestive system. What is the purpose of the digestive system? It is there to break down and of course, to eventually eliminate. Watch this, Jonah was in the belly of the fish initially because something was about to be broken down and something was about to be eliminated. Jonah chapter one, verse 17. But by the time it gets to Jonah chapter two, verse one, and it's the feminine noun, it is not talking about the digestive system. Watch this, it's speaking, write this down, about the reproductive system. Now, come on, you've got to catch this this morning. From, watch this, disobedience, the digestive system. It was going to waste. And all of a sudden in Jonah chapter 2, verse 1, it's now the reproductive system. What is the purpose of the reproductive system in a woman? That is to nurture, to develop. When a baby is in the womb of a mother, there is a nurturing that's taking place. There is growth, there is a multiplication of cells. There is increase, there is growth that's taking place. 
The masculine is there to break me down. But watch this, what happened between Jonah chapter one, verse 17, to Jonah chapter two, verse one, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. And what was meant to destroy him turned into a place where he was nurtured, he was developed, he was multiplied in the purposes of God. Because when we pray, what is meant to destroy us, what is meant to harm us, what is meant to kill us, what is meant to eliminate us, is turned into an environment that blesses us, nurtures us, protects us, just like the womb of a mother with a little baby. That mother protects and nurtures and watches the growth of that child. And that's what the Lord does for you when we pray. And that's what prayer does. Prayer turns the things around that are meant to hurt us and to harm us. And God says, I will bless, I will nurture, I will develop, I will grow, I will multiply. Maybe you're feeling lonely. Maybe you're feeling just like Jonah in a cold, dark and quiet place. You need to know when you pray, God can turn that situation around and instead of being eliminated from the purposes of God, God will use it to cause you to grow, to cause you to multiply, to cause you to develop in Him. Prayer changed the situation and something that should have destroyed Him was morphed in the purposes of God and it turned into a secret place. Thank God for the secret place. Thank God for the place, the Garden of Gethsemane, where we come in surrender. Jesus was sweating drops like blood, but He came to a place of surrender and He said, Father, not my will, but Your will be done. This season of loneliness and the season of isolation can be morphed if we're willing to be a people of prayer. Can I challenge your prayer life? Can I challenge you to not forsake your prayer life? Because even though you may feel like you are in the belly of a fish, it's lonely, you feel isolated, but as we pray, it's morphed in the purposes of God. And instead of harming you, it will actually bless you. Can you say amen right where you are? Thank you, Jesus. We say amen. Not only did Jonah learn how to pray, but in the belly of a fish, Jonah learned to be a person of praise. He learned in isolation and loneliness to be a person of praise. Horizon Church is a praising church. We're a church who knows how to praise God, how to worship. I've touched on this sermon uh, a little bit in the past. I, I have leaned into the book of Jonah 
uh, I think it was 2014 or somewhere around there. But as I've meditated on this book in recent times, I have come to the realisation that so much of this story we can relate to. So much of this story is our story in this pandemic. Uh, We've been in our LGAs and the lack of freedom to travel. And you know, and I thank God for His protection, protection on our nation during this time. We truly are in a great nation and I'm very, very thankful. But it has hurt people and it has caused you to feel lonely. Don't give up on your prayer life, but know that God wants to, come on now I'm prophesying over someone. God wants to do something new in you in the area of praise. Watch what Jonah says, Jonah chapter two, verse nine. He says, but I will sacrifice to you, watch this, with the voice of thanksgiving. He didn't say with the voice of grumbling. He didn't say, well, you know, uh, if all things work out in my favour, then I'll be thankful. Where's Jonah at this time? He's lonely. He's isolated. He doesn't know if he's even going to survive. But what does he do? He's a true warrior because warriors know how to praise even when they eat, even when they are, excuse me, in the belly of a fish. He says, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. Now we've got a problem. Let me tell you the problem. You see, in verse 10, the following verse, it says, so the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Now, if you think about it, it's illogical because in verse nine, he gives thanks to God. In verse 10, uh, he spat out, he's released from this dungeon, so to speak. Here's why it's illogical. It's illogical because in the natural, Jonah should have praised God once he was released from the dungeon, from the belly of the fish. But watch this, Jonah learned to be a praiser. Where? In the middle of the storm. Jonah learned what it meant to be a person who gave thanks even when circumstances were not in his favour. What was the result? The result of being a praiser was he was released from captivity. That's what praise will do. Praise is a weapon. Praise is something that breaks chains. Praise has the power to release us from dungeons. And in the natural, you shouldn't praise until you have the result. But in the spirit, the life of faith, the walk of faith, we give praise and thanksgiving before we see the result. Anybody can say thank you to the Lord when the bills have been paid. Anybody can bless God when the doctor's report is in our favour. Anybody can run around the church, do a lap around the church car park, do a lap around the house, the neighbourhood, when 
things are in our favour when you're jumping on a plane to go on a holiday. Anybody can do that. Come on, that's the easy part. But God's looking for some Jonas at Horizon Church that they're stuck in the middle of the storm. They feel like they are in the belly of the fish and they rise up with a voice of thanksgiving and they say, thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Our God is an awesome God. He's a mighty God. He's a God who's the God, of crea- uh, the God over all creation. In Him, we live and move and have our being. We give you praise today, O God. I'm in the middle of a storm. I feel like I'm in the belly of the fish, but I give you thanks today, O Lord. Why? Because you are good. And I choose to be a person who praises your Name. And you'll have a verse 10. Jonah was moved from that situation in an instant. And the Bible says he was released. Isn't that amazing? We need to thank God, no matter what the situation. There may be a delay. You may want an answer, but we will do what Psalm 34 verse one says. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on, why don't you tell somebody just right where you are. Come on, tell somebody as an act of faith, I will be a praiser. Come on, I'm gonna be a praiser. I'm not waiting for circumstances to fall in my favour. Come on, you might be in your car right now. You might be watching at home. You might be on your phone. You might be on your laptop. Come on, right where you are. Why don't you just begin to give God some praise? We are not the people who wait for things to change before we praise. We understand at Horizon Church that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to pull down strongholds. We are a people of praise. Come on, I'm calling all the Judas out. We are getting ready to engage in it. I'm prophesying right now a new season at Horizon Church, a new season in our city, a new season in our nation, but the Judas must go out first and they must praise. Judah, of course, as you know, the name Judah means praise. I said to our creative team a couple of years ago that when Joshua divided up the land between the tribes of Israel. Do you know where Judah was placed? Judah was given the land. Come on now, somebody. Judah was given the land where? On the east. Do you know why? Because the sun rises in the east. That is, Judah, praise, always ushers in. Come on, Horizon Church. Judah, praise, ushers in the new day. Praise brings in the new day. We're not waiting for the circumstance to change. Come on, this week, we are gonna praise. Every day, I want you this week to be a person of praise. Give thanks to God. Switch off the radio and put some praise and worship on. Where are the praises? Because that's what's gonna bring about a new day for our city and for our nation is when we are a people of praise. Amen, amen. I love the Scripture that says that we will bring a 
sacrifice of praise. Come on, I'm speaking to people today. You need to get that praise on again. A sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Watch this. Anybody can bring praise, but I wanna call out the people who bring a sacrifice of praise. I don't feel like it. The circumstances are not in my favour, but I'm gonna praise You, Jesus. I'm gonna worship You. I may not be able to be in person in the auditorium praising God, but I'm gonna turn my car into a church. That music's gonna play and we are gonna praise God in Jesus' Name. Think about this for a moment. I love the story of the five loaves and the two fish, the little boy comes, he puts it into the hands of Jesus and there's a great need. The need is there's a hungry generation. I love the story because there's one little bit that most people, when they read that story, they missed. It says, Jesus took the items, the five loaves, two fish. It says, and looking up to heaven, He gave thanks to God. Miracles happen in an atmosphere of praise. Miracles happen in an atmosphere of thanksgiving. It doesn't matter what the circumstance says. It doesn't matter what the report says. Be a person of praise. Let me tell you why Jonah blesses God. Let me tell you why he knew that he needed to be a person of praise. We often think of the fish as punishment. We often think that it was He's bad doing and, and Jonah sent, God sent the fish, excuse me, to, to punish Jonah. But in actual fact, the fish was not punishment. It was actually protection. This biological submarine prepared by God to sustain Jonah's life. Sometimes what you think is actually harming you God is actually using it to protect you. Get a new perspective. Begin to praise God. Watch the, the situation turn around. You see, in Jonah chapter 2, verse 9, it says the sailors threw Jonah overboard. Most people think that the fish was kind of like as soon as he hit the water, imagine this fish coming and whoop, just swallowed him up. But take your time, read your Bible, follow what actually happened. Jonah was thrown overboard. In fact, he was buried by the waves. He went down, down, down into the seaweed. It was wrapped around his head. He was dying underneath the water. It was then that the Lord actually sent the fish to swallow him up. His disobedience should have killed him, but God sent a fish to protect him. So often what seems like punishment may actually be his protection. Thank God, be a person of praise. Thank God for his kindness. 
Thank God for protecting us in this season. Thank you, Father. And let's be a people of praise in this season. Have you lost your praise? Have you lost your worship? Have you lost your thanksgiving? If you have, it's not too late to turn that on right now and begin to say, thank you, thank you, thank you to the Lord for His goodness. Last but not least, not only did the Lord teach him to be a person of prayer, not only did he become a person of praise, Jonah understood something and that is he understood the power of, watch this, pursuit. What do I mean by that? Well, have a look with me in Jonah chapter 2, verse 9. Watch what the Scriptures say. We've read, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Jonah says, watch this, salvation, come on. Salvation is of the Lord. Spurgeon says this, it was the title of today's message. Spurgeon says that he, Jonah, learned good theology in a strange Bible college. This was unorthodox. This is not the place that you should learn truths about God, but God used it to teach him good theology in a strange Bible college. Truth had been chiselled into Jonah's heart. Stay with me now. Jonah, watch this, was in a place where unutterly able to save himself. Jonah had come to see the goodness of God from beginning to end. Saving the perishing was God's work. We make a huge mistake when we think of the book of Jonah. It's about a man named Jonah and a fish. Do you want me to tell you what the book of Jonah is actually all about? Are you ready? Come on, here we go. The book of Jonah is in fact about the character of God. What is it about this book? It's about sin and it's about grace. Sin, you running from God. Grace is Him chasing you. Jonah experienced firsthand what it meant, what it meant to run from God, yet the Lord pursued him. Truth had been chiselled in Jonah's heart that although you may run, you can't hide and the love of God will chase you down. Sin is boarding a ship for Tarshish. Grace is God sending a storm to keep you in His will. Sin is you drowning in the sea. Grace is a fish sent to protect, nurture and deliver. Jonah runs, God chases. Nineveh sins, God comes. It's all about sin and it's all about the grace of God. Jonah ran from the purposes of God. He, he, he did all he could to run from that which God had purposed in his life, but grace chased him down. Grace pursued him and grace brought him home. Jonah experienced good theology in a strange Bible college. This season will not go unwasted. 
You may be hurting, you may be sad. Can I encourage you? Pray, praise, and let the Lord pursue you with His amazing grace. He wants to bless you. Some of you feel very low. You feel like it's been a very tough season and it has been. I understand that. But don't be robbed of your praise. Don't be robbed of prayer. Don't be robbed of praise because we have a God who's pursuing us. Psalm 23, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Maybe today you're listening to this message and you've heard about the story of Jonah. It may seem odd to you. Truth is it's odd to a lot of people. But what I do know is that this story is a reliable story. It is filled with so much truth about the goodness and the character of God. You've heard this message today because God's kindness and love is reaching out to you. You've been running. Maybe you're someone who like Jonah, you felt a call, you felt something from God, perhaps at a youth camp years and years ago, you felt a call from God. Perhaps you were at church once, someone prophesied over you. Perhaps you were in your life group years ago, someone spoke a word over you about destiny, about your future, but you've been running from the purposes of God. And like Jonah, you jumped on a ship, you've headed to Tarshish in the opposite direction. You've been through storms and you've had a lot of trouble, but you're hearing this story today because He's always the God, stay with me, of the second chance. In fact, He's not only the God of the second chance, the third, the fourth, the fifth, and His love is pursuing you today. I wanna talk to people right now who've run. I wanna talk to Jonas who've run from the call of God. God's love is reaching out to you and He's asking you, Jonah, to come home. In a moment, we're gonna pray a prayer and some may be praying this prayer for the first time. Others may be praying it because they're coming home. No matter where you are, you're watching in your living room, you may be in Sydney, you may be in a country region, you may be in another part of Australia or around the globe. God's love is reaching out to you and He's asking you, Jonah, to come home to the purposes of God. He loves you. We're gonna pray a prayer. It's a simple prayer that invites the very Son of God, Jesus Christ, to come into our hearts, to forgive us for running and to give us a brand new start. I'm gonna pray a prayer. I'm gonna ask you to repeat this prayer after me. Why don't you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, I believe in You. Come into my heart and be my Saviour. I receive Your forgiveness, love and complete acceptance. I am now set free from my past. I am now a child of God. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.